Welcome to the 59th episode of Throwback News. Please follow the video show on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. And as always, I'm joined by my main man, Robbie Clayton. What's up, bro? Yeah, what's up, Woods? Nice to be back for another week, mate. Um, I know you're going to be going away next week, so looking forward to doing this one with you. And then, yeah, I'll, um, we'll be doing another one together in a few weeks. Definitely, definitely, man. Let's do it. Um, all right. So I noticed there you've got some classic Wildcats jerseys. You also had a big order that came in today. Um, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you're wearing and maybe speak on that, that order that arrived today? Yeah, definitely. Well, maybe I'll start off with the order. So yeah, I decided to treat myself. So I went a bit nuts on the, the team store on the NBL, um, store there. So I got me a Brady Manic, um, a Corey Webster and a Luke Travers heritage one. So the Brady Manic's the indigenous one, which I really like that one. It's got some really nice colors on that. Corey Webster's is the standard red and the Luke Travers is the, the black heritage one. Um, I was saying to you earlier, that's kind of, that really reminds me of when I was going to games as a kid when the Wildcats were wearing those black sort of jerseys there. So really like that one. Um, but yeah, definitely got a couple of obscure ones to show you today. So um, I'll start with the one hanging over my shoulder there. So thought it was fitting given its heritage around this um, this round now. So it's a JP Tokuto red heritage jersey from 2018. Um, so thought I'd speak a little bit about JP there. Um, so he was drafted by Philadelphia in the NBA at pick 58 in the 2015 draft out of North Carolina. So it seems the Wildcats like players from UNC. Um, he never appeared in an NBA game, but he's had a really good pro career playing in the G League, Israel, Spain, and of course, one season with my Wildcats in 2018. So in that season um, in the NBL, um, JP played in every game, averaging 15, 6, and 2, um, led the league in steals, and also made the NBL all second team. So he had a, a pretty solid sort of season down there, Woods. Um, so he's currently 29 years old, playing in Israel. Um, interestingly, Woods, alongside two former NBL imports on that same team in Xavier Mumford and Jordan McRae. So wow. the three of them would have a pretty good trio, I would have thought there. Jordan McRae, I always like the way that guy played there. So, And also a bit of a fun fact there for, for people about um, J.P. Tokoto. So his biological father was former NBA player. And Brian Oliver. Standout, Brian Oliver, you got it. So Interesting yeah. one there. So interesting. I, for some reason, I thought he might have been a bit older than that. So, yeah, still only 29 now. And he's been playing in Israel for, for a couple of seasons now and, and going pretty well by all accounts. So, um, all right. So I'll stand up and show you the one I'm wearing. I actually believe this is a, a player issue one, Woods. This wasn't actually one you could buy. So I'm not sure if he actually wore this one or what the story is with this one. But I'll stand up and show you a pretty random Wildcats one here. And John Obama, I know you like this. Random Wildcats white player issue jersey. Drake, you, you who actually uh, got through a bit of a loophole there, Drake, you, you through his birth mother to actually play as a local. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about that. I know you like yeah, this one as well, Woods. I know you yeah, support him yeah. pretty closely. But yeah, this is definitely one of the more random ones I've got. As I said, I'm pretty sure this is some sort of player issue one. It's really funny sizing on this one too, which is makes me think it's even more it's one of those sort of ones so yeah a little bit about um mr yu yu there well, i was just showing my daughter as well it's got to be one of the more random surnames i've ever seen in my life in in any form of you know sport or anything else like that so kind of cool so he played two seasons in the nbl with perth from 2013 to 2015 um look he ended up with pretty modest averages but there's someone that really always gave it his all and i sort of enjoyed the way he played so his background there would so he was born in america to a samoan father and an aussie mum so that's basically his connection why he can play as a local here. So he's got a, an interesting background that sort of explains the, the surname there, the Samoan yep. father. Um, he was also part of the 2014 Wildcats championship team there. So he'll always be someone that will sort of, you know, be fond, 
in Wildcats fans' hearts there. Um, he's now 33 years old. He returned to America after leaving the NBL. Um, actually spent some time in the Sacramento Kings front office as well as with their G League team. Um, I believe he ceased doing that sort of when COVID started. I'm not sure exactly what he's doing now, but, yeah, good that he had a bit of front office experience there. So, unfortunately, no bobbleheads. They never made JP Takato or Drake UU bobbleheads. But, yeah, a couple of, couple of nice jerseys this week anyway, Woods. And I can see you're wearing a pretty fancy one there this week. Why don't you, you tell the, the viewers about that one? Yeah, sure thing, Robbie. I'll just stand up. The Woods are standing up wearing a OKC Thunder 35 Durant jersey. Bit of a camo-style jersey, that one. He's got the matching hat, as he likes to do. He's got the gold chain. He's looking pretty fly. Gold chain so, out. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Robbie. That's, a, that's a camo one, right, if I'm not mistaken, Woods? It is. I got it about 12 years ago, um, and I really I saw it going through my collection. I'm like, that's a pretty cool jersey. I know we could talk about KD, his career, go through all his accolades, but I'm not going to do that today, all right? The reason I wore this jersey, because I got this jersey about 12 years ago, when I really, 11, 12 years ago, let's say, when I really did like Kevin Durant. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you have a Kevin Durant Brooklyn Nets jersey? No. Do you have a Kevin Durant Golden State Warriors jersey? No. Do you have a Sonics I've got a Sonics one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got a Sonics one and a Thunder one as well. Hmm. So the reason I ask you this is, I really liked Kevin Durant during this time, right? When he played for the Thunder early in his career. He was humble, a really nice guy, very likable person, right? Yeah. Um, you remember that 2014, I think, when he won MVP and he accepted his award and he individually called out all his teammates about what they'd contributed to and how they'd helped him get this award. And yeah. he was just, everyone in the world just loved him, the Slim Reaper, you know? He, mm-hmm. Okay, so he goes to Golden State and everything spins. You know, Kevin... Durant 2.0 is born, right? He is not very likable, you know? Um, he's, not, he's, he's almost a different person, a shadow of the person that he was when he played. Now, I want to ask you, what changed that? Was it because he was there was so much criticism directed at him when he went ring chasing at Golden State that he took it in, in, a, in a bad way and reacted? Or what, what actually made that transformation from the nice, young, humble Kevin Durant to the, to the person very he is good. now? Very good question, isn't it? It's almost like you created a, just a new persona sort of overnight, right? He was a, like the guy you said, fun-loving. You know, he would walk around with the backpack on and everything else like that, and suddenly he turned into a, a bit of an arrogant sort of tough guy sort of thing like that. So it was a bit strange, wasn't it? He definitely had a bit of a chip on his shoulder with what happened there. Um, seems to have sort of continued that now. So I'm not sure. I always wondered at the time, has he got a new circle of friends or something like that? He suddenly decided to, you know, change the way he is. But no, good question, Woods. I'm not sure I totally know the answer for that. But no, definitely well said the way you, way you did. And I think you're right. Probably had a lot more fans during those early days there, and probably a few people now that are a bit like, yeah, I'm not sure he's, he's that likable like he, he first was. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong, he's still a fantastic player. When it's all said and done, he's going to go down as one of the all-time greats, first ballot Hall of Famer, right? So yeah, I'm not, I'm not, absolutely. I'm not saying anything about him as uh, and, and his performance on the floor. Mm. It's just him as a. And this is how I like to remember Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. Limited edition no, camouflage call. Kevin Durant jersey. So I saw it and I thought. Let me ask this question to Robbie. Let's, let's, rather than going through his accolades and whatnot, I just wanted to speak about it. So it's something slightly different with my jersey expert. No, I like speak, it. Right? I like it. All right, shall we get into the nuts and, bolt, nuts, nuts and bolts, man? Let's do it. Yep, let, let's do it. So I want to kick off by talking about the WNBL, all right, this week. Yep. And, and maybe talk about some of the teams that are sitting at the bottom of the ladder. I know we've, we've talked a lot about the Victorian teams, who we think our top four are going to be, and all of yep. that. But... Um, First, let's start with the UC Capitals, right? They're sitting at 1-13. and 13. I had a good chat with Jade Melbourne after the game against Sydney a few weeks ago, 
And she told me how they they found it difficult to put together four good quarters. And she was really struggling with the losses. Soon after that, they had their first win of the season against Bendigo. Uh, did you get a chance to watch that game? I actually did watch that game. It was really nice just seeing their reactions after the game. It was just, you know, it's just pure joy on their faces. A lot of relief as well, I think. So I believe, I think you're probably going to mention as well, they've got a rematch um, tonight. Um, so tonight. I should say at the time of recording, it's uh, Thursday the 19th of January. Um, but, yeah, it was really good to sort of see that. And, yeah, they're not a bad team, aren't they? You'd like to think they could get a bit of a run of wins on, you know, in this sort of, well, I guess we're sort of, you know, halfway through the season, at least now, aren't we, if I'm not mistaken, Woods? Um, God, yeah, yeah, coming towards the end. Coming yeah, coming towards the end. end. Almost like the NBL. It's just flown by. Yeah, people, yeah. I've heard someone say NBL's halfway through. It's like, no, well, there's three more. It's only about but, 20 regular season games, give yeah, or take, for WNBL. It's a bit yeah. shorter, isn't it? Yeah. But no, that was nice to see that, wasn't it? And hopefully they can sort of continue with that. I, th- I believe they had a couple of injuries as well in that game, which sort of made that win all the more impressive there. But no, I, I did enjoy seeing that. And, you know, it was against the Bendigo spirit, right? And a lot of their players have defected. And the coach, um, Kennedy Kiriyama, was previously the UC Capitals coach. He's now the Bendigo spirit. So it's a bit of a grudge match there. And coach um, Kristen Veal, she's done a great job with this young outfit. And, and they're, they're competitive, right? And as, as Jade Absolutely. said to me, they just can't put together four quarters. So this is going to be a young team under a new coach, Um this is going to be a bit of a learning experience this season for them, but hopefully they can go from strength to strength next season. No, absolutely. All right, let's talk about the Sydney Flames, right? I mean, there's a lot going on in the news lately. Um, My right, I'm thinking there? Twitter was blowing up a little bit last night about the, the Flames in the woods. Twitter was blowing up. Yes, it was. Oh. Uh, just before we get into that, they're currently sitting at... Uh, Four and ten after the loss yesterday, right? And look, I should say, uh, Woods, I thought they played pretty well in that game yesterday. You know, they yeah, were up they at three-quarter time, didn't they, before sort of the, the flies overran them in the fourth quarter and they ended up um, losing by five. But, yeah, they were well and truly in that game. Certainly one they could have got the W with. But, um, yeah, what are you hearing? What are some of these um, these Twitter sort of rumours and, and stuff that are going around at the moment? All right. So, I mean, these are just rumours. Let, let it be clear that we don't know 100% that this is factual. But I'm going to read you a quote from Luke Cooper on Twitter, ex-Sydney Kings, Sydney Kings Pro, right? He said, would be very surprised if Shane Hill sees out the season as Flames coach. Could even come before close of business tomorrow. Ill treatment of players is apparently the reason he's not coaching tonight. Shyla standing behind her, uh, behind her old man. Bit going on. A lot of this is get to play out, basically, right? Interesting, isn't it? And obviously that sort of confirms as well, you know, both of the heels weren't involved in that game last night, daughter and, yep. and coach there. Um, very interesting, isn't it? I think that was, you know, a big coup for them, obviously getting, you know, Shiloh, you know, to the Flames this year and obviously having a, a big name coach in Shane Hill there. But you, you wonder about Shane Hill. He does sort of seem to be someone that has burned sort of bridges in various capacities over the years, doesn't he? And you, you wonder if he's kind of the best kind of coach for that, that type, you know, that you know, the female sort of game there. I don't know whether he's he can be very sort of hard, I think, and obviously demands a lot there. But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. Look, it's nearly closed the business today. I haven't seen any updates on that, right? I'm also hearing some rumors. Once again, these are just rumors that Shyla came to training and uh, she blew up at her teammates about, you know, what went on with the father. Apparently, you know, some of the players would have mm. sent some things, to, some things to upper management, and this is what caused Hill to be. You know, given a leave hey, of absence. Hey, Woods, I'll ask and you the, as well, because I know you went to that double header last weekend and you saw the Flames game first. How did they sort of look? I know you've got these, you know, million-dollar seats where you're right up close to the core. What was, yep. you know, their body language like? How were they looking as a unit out there? So I could actually see some discontent between the players and Hill. And I was right. actually sitting sitting next to 
uh, a friend of mine, Nick, um, fan of the show, Nick Walker. And um, I was sort of mentioning that to him. He was mentioning that to me. But, you know, you just thought it was at that time it was, you know, something between, you know, player and coach, right, which you see. Mm. But then when this has come out lately, maybe that makes a little bit more sense. But once again, we're only speculating. We're only hearing things through the grapevine. A lot of this stuff will obviously come out in the next few days. Um, so we get a clearer idea of things, but yeah. I think sometimes the silence says a lot, doesn't it? There was a lot of sort of silence about it last night and people speculating about things. So yeah, obviously encourage people to sort of, you know, keep in touch with what's happening, you know, on Twitter and, you know, various sort of websites and that and find out what happens. But yeah, maybe when we're recording next, we might have a bit more of a firm update with what's going on with them. Yeah, and also the player um, son or daughter dynamic, right? It's a mm. tough situation as well, right? I mean, Lindsay Gaze and Andrew Gaze obviously did it very well, but it's yeah. not the easiest of situations when you've got um, you're coaching a family member, right? How have you seen Shiloh's game this year, Woods? The problem is they've surrounded her with so many guards, right? You know, it's mm. a guard-heavy lineup, right? Um, you know, Panusis is there, Manga Kahia is there, uh, Willoughby's there. You know, and they don't really have a, a decent front court. So I think the way the team is created around her hasn't been perfect. Yeah. Um, so I think they need to look at rejigging re that roster next season for sure, right? Interesting, yeah. yeah. All right, while we're on the topic of um, that, I, I want to move on to some quick hits, right? Um, just, to, sure. just to go on about, in general, about the basketball world. So we're talking about family now. So let's start off with a bit of an NBL one while we're on that topic, right? Mm. I met Coach Rob the other, uh, other day after the game, actually, and um, caught up with him for a beer. Really nice guy. He's actually going to be taking over as head coach of uh, the Hills Hornets women's team. And I believe there's a bit of a family connection there as well with Coach Rob and, and one of the players. Why don't you tell the yeah, audience? Yeah, definitely. So that? he's the, yeah, the husband of one of the players that's on the team there. And there's very sort of, you know, family sort of orientated atmosphere out at Hills, which is great there. So, yeah, really looking forward to sort of meet him. I certainly know of him, actually haven't met him myself yet. But, yeah, looking forward to be, be calling all the games um, at home that Rob will be coaching this year. And, yeah, looking forward to, to big things from that um, Hills program this year in both the men's and the women's there. They were both kind of, you know, a little bit behind the pack last year, but both the teams had a lot of close losses. I think if they can get a few of those together, um, yeah, that could be a bit of a force in the NBL One East. And yeah, we're only seven weeks away now, Wood, so absolutely can't wait for that. It's going to kind of be that normal thing where, you know, Friday or Saturday night, I'll be out there calling the games. It'll be, you know, winter before you know it. I'll be out sitting in that freezing stadium like I was last year, trying to warm my fingers and hands up. But nah, absolutely can't wait for that. And yeah, shout out to, to Coach Rob. Actually, um Coach TJ Terry Johnson had a had a chat to Coach Rob about how much he loved doing the podcast with us. So I was thinking throughout the season maybe we could get Coach Rob on here for for a chat. I told him, yeah. I promise you, Coach Rob, you know, commentator Rob's not going to go too hard on you, right? <laughs> nah, I'm always pretty pretty easy guy, and no, I agree. We want to sort of definitely bring a bit more focus to the NBL one, and yeah, you know, obviously I've got you know pretty good access to some of these players, you know, in the yep. NBL one. So let's try and sort of continue to grow that, like we're trying to do with the. The WNBL and let people know it's not all about NBA and NBL. There's lots of other you know, basketball formats that you can get in, you know, get out and support. Okay, yeah, awesome. Thanks, Robbie. Yeah, looking forward to it. Seven weeks isn't very long away. Okay, another thing I want to talk to you about in 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 the in the basketball world, in the entertainment world, is we did our you know favorite basketball movies of all time. Didn't we do that last year on, on yeah, the episode yeah. top five or whatever? He got game was on that list, right? Mm. One of the best movies I've ever seen. You know Rosario Dawson, Ray Allen, Denzel Washington. What a cast, right? Now I'm hearing I heard on another podcast recently that both Ray, Ray Allen and Spike Lee are going to do a reboot of the movie, and 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 talks are really um, moving forward with Zion Williamson before COVID, right? 
But obviously yep. that put a, a stop to things and they're now revisiting this over the next few years to put out a sequel to the movie. How do you think that's going to pan out? I mean, it's been, what, 25 mm. years since the original movie? Yeah, um, ne- nearly 25 years. Well, I could certainly sense the excitement in that message you sent to me last week about that, that woods. You know, I could, I could just sort of read it as, you know, could see how excited you were seeing that. So, yep. yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I, I know there has been a few rumours over the last few years as well that they have been trying to get it together. But I think you're right, probably with COVID and a few things like that might have, you know, stopped that. But, yeah, I'd be all for it. I'd certainly be, be going to see that as soon as it comes out. Haven't had, like, a good... <clears throat> basketball movie, apart from the one with um, Adam Sandler, you know, last year, we haven't had like a real sort of, you know, one with big sort of names and stuff like that for a while, so no, I'd be all for it if they did that. You assuming it'd just be the, you know, he got game two, or do you think they might have a, a, a different sort of name? Yeah, maybe Jesus has grown up and, and you know, he's mm. he's acting in the movie in some sort of role, like, who knows, right? Mm. But I'm really excited to see, because that, that, a lot of the issues that were dealt with in that movie still are prevalent today, you know, in, yeah. in, in, in the game. So I think that kind of storyline, that kind of um, theme for a movie is very much transferable 25 years later, right? And shout out to, to coach um, Jacob Jacomas, who we had on our show, that actually rocked a, a Jesus Shuttlesworth um, jersey. For sure, on, JJ. So, yeah. Shout out, JJ. Yeah. Love that. All right. Um, I know this is something that's really been grinding your gears lately, all right? <laughs> NBA launches Next Generation Award, okay? Now... Tell us a little bit about the criteria of this award. Because I, I thought you were gonna, you tell the criteria. I want to talk about the thoughts. All right, all right, fine. Ah, so yeah. it's for anyone under the age of twenty-five by April thirtieth, twenty twenty-three. Right. So I understand that the Rookie of the Year award was a bit weird. Like it's a next star because they wanted Lamelo to win it. They in, in, included the next star's mm-hmm. eligibility, but really it can be a a DP can play two years and then in his first professionally. I mean, it's really complicated. So they needed to make it clear, right? But yeah. have they gone about it the right way to rebrand it this way and, and yeah. bring in this new criteria? Look, the things that, that did grind my gears about this, I just firstly, I thought it was the timing of it, Woods. Um, yeah. you know, we mentioned before, we're three weeks out from the, the final starting in the NBL and you've made like a, a major award change now. So that's the first bit I really don't get. Like, Agreed, I don't know man. why they couldn't have just stuck with what they were doing this year and, and brought it in next year. So that's the first point, right? The second point, the age 25 thing, is, it's just ridiculous, honestly. I think like Harry Froling put a, a tweet out saying that, you know, he's been playing like, you know, seven years as a pro or something like that and he'd still be considered eligible for the award. It just doesn't seem right to me. Um, Personally, I feel really sorry for the big Kiwi and Sam Wardenberg, who went yep, from being agreed. an absolute lock for the for the ward last week. I mean, he hundred percent would have got that. So, to possibly be maybe fourth or fifth in the running now. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why twenty five. Personally, I would have thought maybe twenty three. I know you've got to you know settle on that actual age there. Twenty three might have been a bit realistic. Um, I don't know if they're going to retrospectively give John Mooney um, the award now from when he yeah. would have won it when he played a few years ago. Um, and I guess a couple of other things there. Look, I'd say probably if you're talking about a favourite now, I'd probably say Sam Froling would be favourite with the way sure. he's played. Um, yep. And he might be favourite next year as well, depending on how that goes. And so I, they haven't clarified that. Can you win it two years in a row? I'm not yep. sure how that actually works. Um, but look, there's definitely some quirks about it. So, you know, someone like um, Brady Manick, right, Wood. So he's a 24-year-old import who played five years of college, right? Yep. And he's someone that's eligible for this award. That doesn't seem right to me. So he's coming in as an import. He's played five seasons of college and he's 24 years old. He's not like some kid or something playing his, you know, first year of basketball. So 
Yeah, very interesting. Strange timing. Um, like you said, I like the way they have clarified it a little bit more. I just think maybe they've gone about the age parameters a bit wrong. I think 23 might have worked there. Um, I think it also opens up a little bit of a can of worms. You know, if you can just change awards at the drop of a hat like this, can they do this with other awards? Because there's been people that haven't been happy with the makeup of how the all NBL team criteria is also, right? There's been a bit of talk about that this year. Um, so is that something? If they can just change awards willy-nilly like that, would they consider doing that? So yeah, a little bit strange. I've heard, obviously, you know, pros and cons for it, you know, with, yep. with why people think it works and that. And I just don't know why they had to bring it in, you know, three weeks before the final start. So, yeah, that's my yep. take. What, are you, what totally, are you feeling about it? Totally agree with you, right? And you've got to think about betting lines as well, you know? Yeah, At the 100%. start of the season, there would have been betting lines on who should be rookie of the year and stuff, and people would have put, put, put their bets down. Do they get yep. their money back now? How does that work? The timing is ridiculous, right? And poor old Sam Wardenberg. That looks good on your CV when you're trying to get jobs overseas and Definitely. things like that, right? And play abroad, you know, in Europe. He, he's got that game to potentially play in, in Europe and stuff. And he's got that rookie of the year on your CV. It can affect your career in the future. So I feel sorry for him for starters. Secondly, mm. I was going to ask you, if you're not happy with it, what should we do to change it? And I think you've answered that question, all right? Maybe make the criteria slightly different. Make the age different. You can't win yeah. it two years in a row. You can't have played X amount of years as a player. What about the import like thing, Woods? Do you think import? should be uh, should be eligible as well or do you think that's sure. something that maybe should so you're happy with that sure yeah as long okay. as it's they're within the the parameters of whatever rules are set why not right yeah no fair enough right let's talk a little bit about the nba right i want to talk about our hawks big win today right what are we sitting at 23 and 22 yeah we're going back. so let's just talk about the hawks for the rest of the show what do you reckon we can do that, man. We can do that. Nah, but our audience might might get a bit bored if we just carry on about the Hawks for the rest of the show. So let's spend a bit of time on the because when, when I last spoke to you, I said, are we good? And you're like, Woods, I think we have the right pieces. And yeah. over this last little stretch, you know, we're, we're showing that we, we can get the job done, beating yeah. some good teams as well, mind you. Let me talk a, bit, a little bit about that. So we had the, the double games last weekend. So I've watched both those with my daughter as I like to do. So both road games were at Indiana and at Toronto, both big wins there. The Toronto game and then a couple of days later when we played Miami at home on Martin Luther King Day, they led from wire to wire. So they led from start to finish in those games, which was really impressive. So that gave us three wins in a row. Um, today we went to Dallas and, and, and played the Mavs and Luca. We watched... Luca shoot a lot, play really well, and also complain about as much as Nathan Sobey does on a regular occasion. Just um, honestly, some of the complaints he did today were just ridiculous, honestly. He did a massive foul on AJ Griffin in the first half and complained about that. They showed the replay, and I was yep. laughing out loud. I mean, I don't know how the refs can respect someone that does that. Um, again, amazing player. Please don't make this into a Trey Luca thing. I'm just saying the guy complains way too much. Anyway, we're talking about the Hawks, not the Dallas Mavericks. So, yeah, four games in a row, um, some some impressive wins there. Those um, three East wins were good as well because they're all against teams that are sort of around about where they are now. I think they might have moved in front of Indiana, yep. maybe a game behind the Knicks and maybe two games behind Miami. So it just shows you what can happen if the team gets together like this. Um, they seem to have been on the same page. Um, we saw um, Onyeka Okongu have a, a career night against Indiana, nearly getting yep. a 20-20. I think he was 18-20 for the game. Capella's back now. We finally seem a little bit more healthy. The other big one as well, look, obviously DeJounte's been really good in this run. John Collinswoods, um, he's been the yep. one for me that's really stood out. Um, he's hitting the three-point ball regularly. Got the game winner. Game winner, the tip, in the, tip yep. in the other night. Which is right, cool, yeah. he was kind of around about yeah. some of the, the game winner losses that we've had this year. But, yeah, really enjoyed seeing that. I know they've got two games again this weekend. They're both at home. So they're playing against the Knicks and against Charlotte there. So, look, if they can win those two and make that six in a row now, five of those against decent conference teams, very positive there. But, yeah, what's your take on this on this last week or so, Brian? Yeah, it's been really impressive, right? And I've had a chance to watch quite a few of the games, you know, which has been 
great. You also see that, um, you know, the play between DeJounte and Trey's looking good in, in, in that backcourt as well. That alley-oop was off the chains. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's always nice when Trey goes up against Luka, there's always that extra little spice to the game, right? So yep. I think they're, they're, they're forever going to be, um, you know, um, spoken about in the same conversation. So for Trey to get that little win over Luka today was nice. But we His just first keep... win in Dallas, I think, as a, as a pro. There you go. There you go. A hey, quick one going. as well, Woods. Just Jonte. Yeah. I know you're a big fan of him there. His offensive game reminds me a little bit of Chris Paul. I was thinking that today when I watched him. The way he gets that two-point jumper there yeah. and kind of creates space, jumps very high on his shot, but he's got a really sort of old-style game, I guess, with his two-point shooting there. Definitely. On the offensive end, he does have similarities, but then he's got that those long arms, you know, the ability yeah. to play uh, elite defense, um, a better athlete. So, I mean... In terms of that mid-range, finding his own space, getting to that elbow, 17, 16 feet, and and, and, and dropping that mid-range jumper, I can see the similarities there for sure, yeah, right? But yeah. he's improved his three-point shooting as well, something he, he didn't has. have in the early part of his career. So uh, really nice to see. And a big game today as well, man, didn't he? He did. Very yeah. big. Yeah. All right. Well, good for our Hawks. Let's hope we can keep we can keep going from strength to strength here and, and use his momentum to, to take us forward towards the All-Star break. All right. I want to talk about LeBron. He's getting very, very close to Kareem's record, right? He had another yeah. massive game today, right? Um, how long can he keep this up for, man? It's amazing, isn't it? Look, these numbers yeah. he's putting up, um, I think it's been really fun as well. I mean, obviously, you know, we were probably both really young. Well, you, you definitely was when, when MJ started. But just yeah. to see LeBron from that rookie season, the fresh face, you know, guy out of high school there to, to what he's, you know, now. He, he looks older now. He's got the big beard. His body's, you know, shapes totally changed and everything else like that. But it's been really fun to see what he's doing. I, look, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and I don't see why he couldn't play another five more years. There would. Yep. Um, interestingly, if he did play five more years, that would take him up until eight age 43, which would, again, one-up him against Kareem, who played until he was 42. So, yeah, I'm loving what he's doing. Just, yeah, the, the points he's scoring is just unbelievable. Um, you're not seeing him do a whole lot in clutch situations now. They do seem to have a few close close losses, the Lakers, where they don't seem to be getting the ball. But well, they had one today, 116 to 111. And, and right? a game before as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, his three-point shots certainly, you know, pretty reliable these days and that. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty special to see, isn't it? And, and with his longevity, right, you know, and he's going to obviously take over Kareem and set the record for highest points ever. With load management and the way things are going in the NBA these days, I don't see that ever being broken. You know, I didn't think anyone ever beat Kareem, but, you know, I don't think yeah. anyone's ever going to beat LeBron now with the way things are, right? You never know. I mean, it's taken so long for someone to, to beat Kareem's record, right? So maybe in another, you know, 30 years, there might just be someone else that's come out of the, the blues sort of thing. Maybe it'll be Wembenyama, who knows? But you're right, though, with the the, yeah. the load management and stuff like that. They're just not playing the same minutes and games and everything else like that. And I think, obviously, LeBron's had so many deep postseason runs as well. But, yeah, truly amazing what he's still doing at this age. Yep. Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. He's my age, right? And he's, he's he's able to look after his body and, and testament to him. And while we still can watch him play, let's enjoy it, right? Because, you know, this 100%. is a once-in-a-lifetime player. Yeah. All right. I want to talk to you about Walker Kessler, my guy, right? Now, I said at the start of the season, he's going to be the steal of the draft, right? When we were talking about rookies to look out for. Yeah. Now, he had a 2020 game against Minnesota, right? Against Minnesota, where obviously he was traded for Rudy Gobert and a whole heap of other stuff, right? Mm. The Gobert fit hasn't been very good in Minnesota. Everyone knows that, right? Maybe we, yeah. we can see that play out over time. It's only been, you know, 40-odd games or whatever. But... You know, media was saying Walker Kessler is doing exactly what 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 Rudy Gobert should have been, should was doing himself at Utah, right? So absolutely, 
how amazing um, it, has his development been so early in his career? And um, He's come on really quick. The, the offensive game is probably the thing that surprised me. We know he had the defensive ability and obviously you know, a great rebounder and that, but you know, he's, he's getting like game 2020, like you said there. I was actually thinking about him today as well. Woods. I think some of the, the top picks, Bancaro uh, and some of the other guys have been a little bit down on form lately. Is he a chance for the Rookie of the Year? Assuming well, the me... NBA don't change the award you know, before the season. <laughs> let me yeah. just read you something, right? Over the last Four games, right? He shot 81% from the field, okay? 16 points, 14 rebounds, one steal, and four blocks. And his fantasy value is 14th, all right? 14th. Yeah. And he's right. got, I know he's got the highest win share amongst rookies as well, which yeah. is not surprising given the way you know the, the teams play. But I think he's probably a you know legit chance at rookie of the year now. I think maybe, I don't know. I mean, Jabari Smith's been a little bit down, hasn't he? Um, I don't know. Oh, I'd yeah, say definitely. he's definitely... He's definitely a, he's definitely a chance. Yeah, and like you said, at the start of the season, not a whole lot of people would have been predicting that one, right? Yeah, and the minutes are up. I mean, obviously, Laurie Markkinen's been out for a little while, so he's seen a, a slight rise in his minutes. Yeah. Um, it really depends on if, he, if he's going to get that opportunity, but I definitely think all-rookie first team is on the cards for him there. Is that 2023 all-star Laurie Markkinen you're talking about there, Woods? Or? That's exactly. Laurie Bird, Surely man. Him, him and SGA must be the two oh, players. for sure. Know, when they pick those reserves in a few weeks, which we'll certainly cover, maybe that first week of February, those two have sure. to be locks to make that team, right? For sure, man. For sure. Yeah. Oh, it's been good, man. We covered a lot today in our quick hits. Yeah, I just have one more thing I wanted to say as well, Woods, just before yep. we sort of get onto the NBL. Sure. Um, there was obviously some sad news this week. Um, yep. We heard that um, former NBL player Mark Leader passed away at age 52 there. So, of course, Leader had a great career playing with Devonport, West Adelaide, Geelong. Of course, the team where most people remember him there, the North Melbourne Giants. Um, he was part of two championship teams there. He was also captain of the 1994 championship team. So, yeah, someone that I know we both you know, really liked growing yep. up, um, really liked the the way he played, always came across as a pretty good guy there as well. So, yeah, just wanted to, to give our thoughts and best wishes there to, to Mark's family and obviously all of his teammates. So definitely a rest in peace there to Mark Leader. And also where there was another death that came out of the NBA today as well, um, Coach Chris Ford. So yep. a lot of people will remember him as a player and also a coach. You know, he had, had some quite a few seasons with the Boston Celtics. I believe he was the first ever player to get a, a three-pointer in the NBA when they first made that an official stat there. So right. he was only you know, early 70s, I believe, as well. Mark Leader, as I said, early 50s. So, yeah, rest in peace to, to both those gentlemen there. And, um, you yeah, know, our, our thoughts are with you, uh, the families. Rest in peace. And, I mean, the community, basketball community, has lost a lot of people lately, so it's sad to see, um, you know, more leave us. But really well said, Robbie. Um as you said on that note, let's let's move on to the NBL. All right, I want to ask you about a couple of coaches, right, in the hot seat. Maybe in the hot seat, maybe not. I want to talk about. Let's start with Illawarra, right? You know, Jacob Jacomus, a really good friend of the show. I think they're sitting right now at two and twenty-one, maybe two and twenty-two. Yep, no, two and twenty-one. You're right. Yeah, two and twenty-one. Now he's had to deal with a lot of adversity this year, player injuries, all of that. No matter what happens, you know, the, the team has fought really hard in every game. And you feel for them because they're so close. I think that, you know, he should be able to run this team back and, and have a bit more of a say in the recruitment of the roster and things like that. He's yeah. on a one-year contract. What are your thoughts there? 
No, I agree with what you said. Look, I think you'd probably feel for anyone in this situation, obviously a little bit more for us. You know, we've got that relationship with JJ, yep. um, you know, friend of the podcast. He's been on, on the show twice now. But, yeah, you know, look, they're, as you said, 2-21. and 21, They're winless on the road. Um, it has been really tough to see some of these games because they're absolutely in all of these games, aren't they? They're not a team that's, you know, getting blown out on regular occasions. They've had close games against some of the better teams in the competition there. As I said, always seem to be in it in the fourth quarter of games. But, I think a lot of a lot of has got to be said with the luck with injuries they've had there as well, Woods. So the the import injuries they've had this year is just unbelievable. Um, so look, I really hope they do stick by him. I think he does deserve another season to show what he has. Um, I hope he does. You know, it'd be one of those things. It'd be a shame after being you know a, a lifer as an assistant to sort of get that one year, have all the bad luck they've had there, and then not get another chance. But Sometimes it just comes down to a record, doesn't it? So, I mean, yep. you'd love to see them. So, what have they got? Five more games up in the season. If they could win, you know, say they could get another two wins there and double yep. their win total, I think that would be huge. But, you know, say they were to finish the season without another win, end up, you know, with two wins, two and, you know, whatever it would be. Two 20, and 26. 26. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. You wouldn't see a lot of situations where a coach would get another season after, you know, what's happened there. But I think, like I said, there's got to be a big asterisk on what's happened this season. The the, the luck with imports, it's, just, it's like something I haven't seen there, you know. I think four imports have been injured and, and have been replaced there. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think probably there needs to be a few changes with that team going forward, though, doesn't there? Um, yep. I believe Harvey will be out of contract now. Is this his third? No, year? I think he's, he's got, got they, he's they got one, more, the, one more year. Yeah. Um, can they hang on to someone like Sam Froling there? Because, you know, there'll be team with, teams with bigger budgets and everything else like that will be trying to sort of, you know, lure him away with the, you know, the hope of playoff success and everything else like that. But they yeah. need to hold on to these local guys. I think... Um, Matt Campbell came out, didn't he, and said they really need to get like a marquee Aussie guy, you know, yep, whether it's he did. getting someone like, you know, Jewel Breath back or something like that. But, you know, get that marquee Aussie guy, build around that player, and then sort of try and get some some decent imports. So, yeah, I feel for, for Coach JJ, and I really hope they do end the season with a couple of wins. Yep. Likewise. Wish him nothing but the best. All right. Another situation is, is CJ Bruton, right? Yeah. I mean, the big talk coming in to this season was championship or bust. They went out there, they beat the Phoenix Suns. There was unrest in the locker room with, with Randall and whatnot. They're sitting at 11 and 12. They've got a massive game today against uh, the Bullets. I think, yeah, they're playing the Bullets tonight at 7.30, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. We're going to go into the, the round of games in a minute. But yeah. he's really in the hot seat because I think they're almost running out of time to make that play in now. I mean, it's really looking an uphill battle. Um, after right. today, that'll be 24 out of 28 games played, right? So yeah. Yeah, look, they certainly had high expectations, didn't they? And, you know, there's no doubt they spent a lot of money on that roster in the offseason. I mean, you know, the, the, the calibre of um, imports they had on that team, they were able to get, you know, obviously um, Franks and Cleveland away from other teams, which you don't often see, do you? Imports, you know, changing um, teams and almost, you know, getting getting an up, uh, a pay rise there. Um, I think the, the important thing for them, if CJ is to come back, is just to try and get some sort of, focus more on team chemistry rather than individual talent, I would have thought would be a good thing there yep. and just try and sort of work out that, that right sort of spot there. Um, look, they've certainly had their moments, haven't they? Um, you know, they've shown that they can beat the you know some decent teams there. Um, really like Antonius Cleveland. I think he's, he's been a shining light from there. Yeah, We've yes. really seen him take over fourth quarter. So he would have to be that first guy. I'm, I'm assuming him and Franks are probably on, on one-year contracts there. They so you'd really want to try and, you know, get him back. I'm not sure what his... His thoughts are whether he wants to get back in the NBA or whether he knows probably his days are best playing in a league like this. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. We know Adelaide have got that history of not being overly patient with coaches as well, right, Woods? So that puts it a factor into play as well. But look, probably along with you know um, Jacob Jacobus, I hope they do give CJ another chance um, and just to 
to see what he can do there. There's no doubt having, you know, the import sort of issues they had this year um, with Randall obviously disrupted things a lot. But, yeah, interesting to see. Um, I'd say maybe one of these coaches gets the job for next season. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say which one, but maybe one stays, one goes. I think CJ is really in the hot seat, right? All the money they spent, if they don't even make the playoffs this year, yeah, I'd be looking to part ways with him. As much as I like him, liked him as a player and like him as a person, it's a business, yeah. as you said. Um, so that's just my thoughts. All right. Let's go through the, the round first, and then I'm just going to ask you, uh, put you, put you on the spot like you usually do to me. But I'm going to, I'm going to just throw, yeah. I'm going to throw over to you, man. I'm going to bring up the round for the. Uh... Yeah, while you do all that, well, as uh, Woods, I'll say, you know, as I did say at the start of the show, Thursday the 19th. So the round did start last night. Um, we saw Southeast going to Tasmania and getting a really big 11-point um, win there. So they were pretty much in control most of that game. I thought very impressive Southeast. I thought Tasmania looked a bit flat in that game last night. Um, Probably a good result for my Wildcats moving ahead of them on the ladder there, but it's certainly shown that Southeast is still in contention there. So interesting to see what happens there. But um, yeah, I guess I'll sort of go through the other games that we've got there, Woods, and we'll talk a little bit about it. So sure. um, as I said, today's um, Thursday the 19th. So we've got a doubleheader tonight and a doubleheader tomorrow. So safe to say tomorrow's doubleheader is a little bit more exciting, but we'll start with tonight. So yep. we've got New Zealand hosting the Hawks, the team we just spoke about there. So I know New Zealand's on a, a a bit of a, you know, slide at the moment, but you can't see a war winning that one, can you? No, I can't. I can't. I mean, I think they'll be competitive. In fact, I'm going to be in my heart supporting Illawarra, oh, hoping they 100%. do win. But I think I think New Zealand, especially at home on a, a three or four game skid, I think they are now. Let's have a look here. No, three game skid, right? So yeah. um, I think they'd, they'd be keen to win in front of their home, home fans. Yeah, so, yeah. Fair call. And then the, the second game of the doubleheader for the, the Thursday night game is Brisbane um, hosting Adelaide there. So oh, that is a huge game for Adelaide. We've seen what Massive. Brisbane can do, right? They took yep. care of Southeast Melbourne in Melbourne last week. Um, they did. Yep. There's definitely some talent on that Brisbane team. There's no doubt about it. They're probably a better team than, you know, what their, their record suggests there. Um, so that, that is a big one for Adelaide. They could be in a lot of trouble if they lose that. Um, got to say, though, tomorrow night, so for basketball fans there, two absolute cracking games for a Friday night at NBL basketball. So the first game, we've got Cairns um, hosting Tasmania, which is a huge game there. Um, two teams that are going to be featuring in the finals there. What are your, your thoughts on that one? You, I know you're a bit of a Cairns man at heart there, Woods. But what are your thoughts? Yeah. I'm not sure if Pinder's going to be back tomorrow. Um mm. But either way, Tasmania had a really tough loss to Southeast Melbourne last night, as we as, as you discussed earlier, right? So I mean, going into that um, going into that Cairns Convention Centre, it's always difficult to win. So uh, yeah. I think Cairns are going to win in a bit, maybe in maybe by du- double digits, man. So yeah, that's my that's my thoughts. Yeah, interesting. And then the doubleheader tomorrow, it's our teams playing again, isn't it? So, well, that was the first game in the doubleheader, Cairns and um, yeah, Tasmania yeah. tomorrow, and then our team in the, in the, in the, yeah, in the, yeah. the back so, half. Yeah, yeah, Wildcats are playing Sydney, and I believe they play again in the, the very last game of the regular yeah, season as that's well. Correct. So, that's correct. Yeah, big game there. Obviously, we, we saw these teams play a couple of weeks ago, and it wasn't pretty, really, was it, for especially for Wildcats fans? The Kings just dominated that game there, but I think the Wildcats have been a lot better since that game in Sydney, and you know, it's only been a couple of games since then, but they have looked a lot better. So, um Surely you I mean, can't, I can't pick your Wildcats. I, I was about to say, I can't not say Perth are going to win. You can't not say Sydney are going to win. So we'll just um, we'll we'll see just... how we go with that one, right? Let's just hope it's a For good sure. game this time. All yep. right. So then we go through to Saturday. Um, Battle of the Cellar Dwellers there, right? So Illawarra against Brisbane. So this really could be the one where Illawarra, you know, potentially, uh, you know, potentially get their third win of the season. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that one, Woods. I, I really hope Illawarra get that one. I actually think yep. they will. Um, yeah, just – yeah. Just on Brisbane, though, really quickly, I don't know if you've seen everything that's come out with Aaron Baines. He only played 11 minutes the other night. He had a heated, heated exchange with Perro Cameron. 
Uh, the mm. front office has said they brought in an advisor, um, and one of his priorities is to help Aaron Baines get back to the N- NBA, and then Daniel Moldov and his agent come on. This guy's played 600 games. He's won an NBA championship. He doesn't need an advisor at the Brisbane Bullets to help him to get back to the NBA. Uh, and there was some serious um, heated, it was a really heated exchange with Perro Cameron the other day when he got benched in that fourth quarter, right? Sure, um, sure. All is not well at Bris- in, in Brisbane, even though we know that, right? But mm. um, I, 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 I'm yeah. going to say, Woods, I'd say he'd be miles off the NBA with what he's shown this season. Like, he's, not off, even, he's not even like regularly yeah. hitting that three-point shot, which I think would have to be a big thing to get him back there. We've seen him, you know, had a some decent three-point shooting games, including a big one there for the Suns a few years ago. But yeah, I'd say he's miles off. I think that's a bit of a bit of a pipe dream, to be honest. He should concentrate on on sort of playing a bit better in the NBL before he considers the NBA. So yeah. uh, interesting there. But that relationship, um, I don't know how, how if that's going to last with Brisbane and Aaron Baines. Even if been a strange go. one this year, hasn't it? Yeah, right. yeah yep. definitely. Yep. But yeah, hopefully right. Lawara win that one. I'm with you. Absolutely. The next game after that, we've got Adelaide playing Melbourne. So another really um, big game here with finals um, ramifications yep. there. So. Um, oh, it's hard not to pick Melbourne, isn't it, at the moment um, with the way they're playing? I actually am going to say Adelaide win that one. At home. Yep. I think they're going to sort of put it together. We'll see Cleveland have a big game there and say Adelaide will win that one. But I'll throw to you for the next one, though, Wood. This is a, yep. another big game, um, as is the, the last game of the round. But we've got South East um, hosting the Wildcats on Sunday afternoon there. What are your thoughts on that one? I mean, these are all double points games. And if Perth lose against... Uh... Sydney on um, t- tomorrow night, then that's going to yeah. make it even more important, right? So Definitely. I'm thinking, I mean, I really like the way John really shortened that rotation. Team's playing a lot better of late. I know they've got to go into Southeast Melbourne after uh, within, you know, 48 hours of playing it um, at, at, uh, against Sydney, but mm. I, I like Perth. I like Perth. Nice. I like Perth too. Um, yeah. All right, the last game in the round. Um, actually, you won't be going to this one, will you? Because you'll be away. So I'm sure you'd be, be. Um, annoyed to miss this one. Woods, they're expecting a huge crowd, I'm hearing, on Sunday. So the, yeah, the Kings, are, yeah. Kings are taking on New Zealand. They've obviously got a pretty sizable New Zealand um, community here, which I'm sure will be supporting the game. But, um, yeah, look, I'd say Sydney will be too strong in that one. Um, they're, they're funny, aren't they, Sydney? They can sort of have those games like they did against Illawarra last week where they barely got across the line. But then they can play some of these bigger teams there and, really take care of business. We saw them beat New Zealand in, in New Zealand, I think maybe yeah. just before Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, I'd say Sydney will um, continue that, continue putting those Ws that they've got sitting there at the moment um, with that win streak. Well, Pete, Pete Hooley made a really good point. Sa- said New Zealand relies on their sum of their parts to really do well. So if Willie McDowell White's out, you know, Barry Brown's out, you know, they don't always play to their, to their potential. And Barry Brown is out. And when you're playing against yeah. someone like Sydney, Having that scoring uh, punch off the bench is, is necessary, right? So No, for sure. Either way, though, really big round again, isn't it? As I said, this is the third um, last round of the season here. So really looking forward to watch some of these games and, yeah, encourage everyone to, to watch as many games as they can, either live or on TV. For sure, for sure. And I just want to quickly put you on the spot before we move on to, to classic packs. Mm. Top six who you got, in order. In order. Um, well, Kings and Cairns, one and two. Yep. Shouldn't be saying this. Perth, three. Okay. Um, New Zealand, four. Um, Melbourne, five. Tassie, six. All right. South East dropping out. Yeah. All right. And who's going to make the grand finals? Um, Sydney, Perth. All right. I like it. I like it. 
You disagree? Do you have Southeast missing out, or do you have them them making uh, uh, it? Yeah, I, I have uh, Southeast Melbourne and Adelaide not making it, right? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So Melbourne at sixth, Perth at fifth or fourth, Tasmania. Interesting with Melbourne, isn't it? A lot of people really wrote them off a few weeks ago, but yeah, five and ten, man, five and ten. Yeah, they, yeah. they had so many games early on. They seem to be the only team that just plays one game around at the moment. But yeah, I, yeah. I think they will. They will yeah. have to get in there. All right, let's do it. So I've got my favorite pack of cards of all time, nice. the 1990-91 hoops, all right? So hopefully we get a better pack than last week, right, Robbie? <laughs> yeah, we should say for those that you know, watched the show last week, it was a pretty brutal pack of Skybox cards we got there, a lot of no-name players. These are the silver-looking cards, is that right? Yep, yep, with the silver borders. Yep. My These favorite. are one of the, the first sort of set. I think I've got this set somewhere in that cover behind me that I actually can't get into because there's a sofa blocking it. But yeah, I've got that set in, in um, plastic sleeves somewhere, but take it away. Okay. Still... This Chicago Bull Center is featured heavily on the Last Dance documentary. All right. Scott Williams. He, play, he, he played in he played in the first uh um three peat with Jordan and then got traded to the San Antonio Spurs. All right. I'm talking oh, uh, about Jack Haley. No. Uh oh Will Purdue. Will to do. All right. So that was, that was two wrong guesses, man. You know? Yeah, well. I mean, the right. Scott Williams one, you can't really count that. Can he just hit a center and I threw a name out there? Okay. Went to Wichita State. Uh, played for years for our Atlanta Hawks before moving to the Chicago Bulls in that 1991 season. Solid role player. Six foot oh. eight forward. I'm talking about Cliff Levingston. Cliff Levingston. Someone yeah, we mentioned right. on the show earlier this year, right? Which we did, we did. Um, you know, the alum of, um, of our boy Rashad uh, Kelly there. So, yes. Yeah, someone I indeed. really enjoyed, Cliff Lewis. Yep, indeed. All right, rookie from the Clippers. Uh, second round pick in the 1989 NBA draft. I have heard his name before, but I don't know much about him. Went to Murray State, wait, uh, war number 15, I'm talking about. Not Harold Ellis, no. Jeff no. Martin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't know a lot about him. I actually do remember those rookie cards. Show me the back of one of those cards. We've sort of got the Beautiful. players heading and I like, Apart from the Skybox one, it has a nice little bio. Things yeah, about them. Nice, and I yep. really like it. Yep. Okay. This guy was... We talk about underrated players. This guy was underrated. I know you absolutely love this guy. This is his Golden State Warriors card. Um, obviously made a big mark for himself in Sacramento. Um, and then won a championship late in his career with the Lakers. Got you have his bobblehead. You have his jersey. Yeah. We're talking about one part of Run TMC, Mitch nice. Richmond. Remember that card well. Yeah, big fan of Mitch there. Okay, we have a Charlotte Hornets checklist with Rex Chapman on the front. Oh, that's actually a nice checklist, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And that reminds me of that dunk where he used to sort of go round his back and then he'd sort of do that reverse dunk there. They've obviously got the picture there, but... That's actually a pretty solid checklist. I'll pay that one. Okay, Johnny Newman, Kendall Gill, Gene Littles as coach, Kelly Tripuka, J.R. Reed, Randolph Keys, Dave Hoppen, Armand Gilliam, Kenny Gettison, Del Curry, Rex Chapman, and Tyrone Burks. So you think I shouldn't rip this one up? I think you should keep that one, yeah. Okay, I think so. I think yeah. so, too. It's really nice. Yeah, it is okay. nice. All right. Um, we've actually pulled this guy's card before. In this 1991 hoops, loved him. Um was on Survivor, passed away recently. Uh, uh, loved Uncle to Cliffy. smoke the peace pipe. His rookie card, Uncle That's a nice one there. Cliff. Cliff. Second round, all right, Woods, if Robinson. I'm not mistaken. Second round, pick 36. 
he had a great career, didn't he? Obviously with Portland great and with career. Detroit as well. But yeah, really important player, really great six man, and yeah, another talk another about our basketball there. alumni going too soon. You know, we yeah. we, we shouted out to and we must Mark. say, Woods being huge Survivor fans. I mean, there's been a few NBA players on there now, but you know, what a treat to get someone we loved as a player to then be one of our favorite he, shows. He was awesome, man. I think we had yeah. Scott Pollard on there as well, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, it. right. Yeah. All right, we're talking about. Great three-point shooter, well before his time. Um, was on those Phoenix Suns teams. Um, we talked to Michelle Tim. She's got the Timsy Taco salad named after Thunder. her. Thunder. Dan nice. Marley. So it was the Marley bar across the road. That's right. Michelle did tell us about that. And Michelle Tim yeah. said she got her own Timsy Taco salad, which was served <laughs> at Dan Marley's bar. I've got the right. signed Dan Marley jersey as well on the covered woods. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. Okay. Um... Role player for the Boston Celtics went to Iowa. Um, he was the ACL. no thir- third round pick, sixty three and eighty seven. So back then they had wow. you know multiple third rounds round. for picks. Um, played alongside some of the Boston Celtics greats, but you know um, he was a guard. He won number thirty four. Okay, um, oh, played for Portland nice. before he came to Boston. Not jump and out to me. What 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 did the guys um say at Betfair before uh an NBL game? Something responsibility responsibly. Uh oh, Kevin Gamble. Kevin Gamble. I was thinking Kevin someone, but yeah, I don't remember much okay. about him. Now we got the Philadelphia 76ers checklist. Two checklists. checklist. Charles that Barkley. is kind of that's a cool one again. That was a pretty good artwork there. Yeah, who do they have on that that team that time? Okay, Ricky Green, my man, Minute Ball. Jim Lynham as coach, Bob Thornton, Rick Mahorn, Hersey Hawkins, Mike Kaminsky, Johnny Dawkins, Charles Barkley, and Ron Anderson, right? Yep, nice, nice. So you think I shouldn't rip this one up? Oh, I think you should keep that one. They're pretty yeah. decent checks. Yeah. Especially ones. the hoops ones, man. Look yeah. how much effort's been taken into the, put into these paintings, right? Okay. Okay. We've pulled this guy's rookie card. Love him. We had his namesake on the show recently. Atlanta Hawks, great um past first point guard uh six ah, foot oklahoma city darren blaylock for the new jersey nets darren o'shea blaylock <laughs> that's a great card that one i'm liking that great card all right uh minnesota timberwolves uh third round pick 53 okay forward number four uh bits and pieces player uh, Glass? Went to Irvine, Irvine University, white guy. Okay. Um, um, any more clues for me there? Mm. The second le- leading rebounder for the expansion, Timberwolves in 1990, had one game of NBA experience prior, prior to that year, scoring five points in a lone appearance for the LA Clippers in 1988. There's a cricket yeah. player that's just been picked for Australia for the Indian tour with his exact same name. Well, mate, that, that clue is not going to help a non-cricket fan like me. Off spinner from New South Wales, Stewie, all right? Todd Murphy. Wow, I don't remember him at all, actually. <laughs> okay. All right, New York Knicks guard, five foot seven, okay? Very short, right? One of the shortest players that he would be in NBA history. Mm. Uh, went to Trenton State, averaged three points a game for the Phoenix Suns. Before he signed with New York as a free agent in the 1990 season. Not Trent Tucker, is it? He wasn't that no. long. Greg Grant. Wow. 
Yeah, that's a blast in the past. Jeez, he looks like a shorty on that picture, doesn't he? Hey, Woods, this is sort of mirroring last week's pack a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's it a superstar, is. a big name or something. Okay, Seattle Supersonics guard played for the Lakers before migrating to Australia, set up his academy here. Ah, uh, um, Jordan's teammate as well. Yeah, it's the Bulls, still in still in Three. Melbourne, if I'm not mistaken. He was yep. a pretty solid player. Yeah, he was. He was. All right. Um, really good role player for New York, Denver, and Washington. Six foot four guard, number five. Um, he, he collected five triple doubles during the 1990 season. Third in the Darryl NBA Walker? behind Magic, Daryl Walker. Nice. That was a good kid. Nice. Great player. Yeah. yeah. And finally. Forward center for the Sacramento Kings, uh, an Andrew Canyon special, white guy, uh, very much a bits and pieces player. Played at Utah, actually, uh, in, in uh, 88, 89, 89, 90. I, uh, I always throw this name out there and say Pete Chilcutt. No, nah, but he looks a bit like Pete, Pete Chilcutt, you know. Um, went on to have a pretty good NBA career, played for quite a while. Um, went to Wyoming, number 45. Mm, no. Nah. Eric Lechner. Wow, I wouldn't have got that one. Yeah. Mm, interesting pack. What do we have there? We had a couple of checklists. We had a, Dar- a Darren Mookie Blaylock rookie car. That was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, Daryl Walker, Mookie Blaylock, Dan Marley, Cliff Robinson, yeah, Marley Mitch Richmond. Better than yeah, last okay. Week. Yeah, it was a better pack than last week. But yep. We need to build this up a little bit as well, won't we? So. Yeah. Wonder, uh, yeah. Can't drop it about a. I was going to drop something which, which I don't want to say too quickly, but you know what I was about oh, to say, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So great show, man. Um, Obviously, you'll have a a guest host to join you next week while I'm in India. Um, I just want to say as well, safe travels next week. Take care uh, care of yourself over there. But no, we'll we'll keep the the show running next week without you. But yeah, can't wait to have you back in a couple of weeks. Um, We won't do a classic packs next week without you. Of course, it wouldn't be the same without us doing it. But we'll have that for sure, man. Um, nice. Um, All right. Well, I might, I might as well take us away with where you can sort of um, follow us there. So, sure. of course, on um, Twitter, we're at Throwbacks Hoops. Um, Instagram, we're throwback.hoops. And then our email address is throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Send any questions you've got through. I've mentioned a few times before, if you've got any random jersey requests, like Drake Yu or JP Tokido, hit me up and I'll see what I've got there. Um, what about yourself, Woods? Give some shout outs. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to everyone that supports us on Patreon. I want to give a shout-out to Paul Fox, actually, one of our uh, listeners who, who we caught up with at the game a few weeks ago. This guy, man, he's a, he's a collector just like us, and he will do yep. anything to get a signature. If it means running down the tunnel of an NBL game an hour early to get a signature from Bryce Cotton on a ball like he did the other week, um, he really enjoys collecting his basketball memorabilia. He's a big fan of the show, and I told him I'd give him a shout-out on, on one of our episodes. Nice. So, Paul, shout-out to thanks Foxy. Thanks for listening. And, Foxy, you're a legend, man. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, as I said, Woods, take care. Um, yep. I'll be sitting here with a different host next week. We'll, um, we'll, we'll sort of, um, people will see how that is when we do the show next week. But, yeah, can't wait to catch up with yourself again in two weeks. But otherwise, we'll be doing the show again next week. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for your ongoing support. And, and from Robbie and I, it's peace out. <laughs> Thank you.